you doing? I'll tell you what you're doing. You're listening to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. Either you are, or I'll be skipping rope with your entrails. Ta-ta. This podcast is brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash Elder Scrolls Lorecast. Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. Welcome to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast, the podcast where we explore the amazing universe of the Elder Scrolls. Adventurers! We're back. This is the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. This is your host, Tom. I've got Lotus here with me, and we are officially in Spooptober. That's my favorite month of the year because we got spooky stuff. And Lotus, we've already been talking about Danger Creatures, but this totally makes sense to roll this into Spooktober yeah. stuff, right? We, we've just been we've just been ahead of the season, just like every single business in the United States. <laughs> we started celebrating two months ago. Yep. We started promptly after the fourth of July, getting right into the spook. <laughs> nice. Yeah, some of the yep. places I've gone recently. All like, creepy stuff. I've seen like decorations in like restaurants and stuff. I love it. It's good stuff. Uh but this week we're talking about three new creatures. Last week we focused on a big one. This week we there four, actually four new creatures. Yeah. Uh, three possibly four. It seems three. like condensed enough that we can probably do four yeah the last one is a little baby uh yeah little baby one uh but here let's let's kick this off we are starting today talking about the grievous twilights and remember we're going alphabetically through these and the grievous twilights and all of this information as usual comes from the uesp it's our wiki of choice and a wonderful place to start with the information and then we'll expand on it uh grievous twilights are large intelligent winged daedra that are a corruption of the winged twilights they have clawed limbs black horns bluish purple skin glowing blue eyes spiked tails and possess the ability to teleport making them formidable foes you don't say Imagine coming across anything with all of those features that can also yeah, teleport. That's a, that's a lot of benefits in combat. Yeah, like this is a you're not getting away from it kind of kind of bad guy here. Yeah. Um, yeah, they have a brutish masculine form and unlike winged twilights, their wings are separate limbs from their arms. This is like the dragon versus uh wyvern. Uh, wyvern. Yeah, the dilemma here, right? They're they're in the dragon yeah, camp. It it was a uh, it was a very very long time ago, right around the launch of Elsewhere. Um, I believe in the season of the dragon in Elder Scrolls Online because mm-hmm. right after I had joined uh the uh show that i now co-host tales of tamriel um and we had a huge debate on that um yeah, right. people are in very right. different camps and our end result was that we just need to call them w dragons w dragons i think they're all dragon <laughs> so covers yeah. both of them <laughs> yeah but uh but anyway this one goes on this one looks more like a big gargoyle to rob's point in the chat yeah um yeah they're often found serving moleg ball which is going to be a theme for today's episode but they can well it's a theme for most of these episodes yeah, let's be say, honest horrible nightmare creatures <laughs> 
Molag ball. Yeah. Uh, so there's a, a definite correlation. <laughs> right, right. Uh, but they can also be found uh, under Nocturnal. When they teleport, they disappear in a shroud of black mist, which can sometimes be seen traveling to where they'll, they'll reappear, which is a fun gameplay mechanic to know where they're going. Yeah. It is suspected that their teleportation is a form of shadow magic, along with the shadow bolts they fire at opponents. Their cold claws are clammy to the touch. I wonder who lived long yeah, enough to say, document who's that. Who's caressing their cuticles to find that out? <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, and smell of brimstone. They got close enough to know what they smell like. And can be used with ritual wine to create ash that can apply protective wards to everyday objects. So if you want to protect those fancy pairs of shoes, better get yourself some uh, Grievous Twilight Claws. Perfect. I'll make sure to put that on my shopping list. <laughs> right. Um, it goes on. It says wards made from Grievous Twilight Claws will induce great pain in any Daedra who attempts to interact with the warded object. So it's particularly good against warding against Daedra. They yeah, are that's kind of handy. Yeah. They are typically associated with Molagval. Vampire clans such as the Grey Host and Thorn Legion make mm-hmm. use of spectral blood twilights, which have unique blood magic capabilities or abilities um and they show up in yeah. a number of different places and i have some pictures here i'm going to put these up on screen right now for everybody to take a look at these these are obviously directly from the uesp but it's a nice uh collection we've got an armored grievous twilight here looking like he's marching around the imperial city uh this is one that's uh almost dramothra like it's got so- the Stuff it's interesting that this one is shown because I'm curious. Now, this is going to get a little in the weeds, but something. So the first one you just showed, the one that's in the Imperial City, um, I'm pretty sure that's a specific photo of Baron Thursk, um, which is one of the Wandering World bosses. But I don't think there's much other than just a baron i guess i don't don't, we're not gonna necessarily delve into that i don't have any deep lore to that but just like he okay so he's a wandering world boss he kind of like epitomizes what we're talking about the one that's up right now for anybody that can see the the video version we'll do our best to explain it for the audio version is this grievous twilight has the dramothra like black electric skin overlay Mm-hmm. This specifically is like Rakat, which is the final boss of the Mav Lorkaj. So I'm not sure if like, is that form specifically picked for that reason? Or was it a model that they just happened to have and wanted to use? It's a good the, question. Like, I yeah. don't, I, it's just kind of an interesting idea just because I'm not entirely sure. Like, was there reason behind that form being chosen for Rakat um, in, in that? Or was it just like, you know, you can have Dramothra versions of lots of stuff. So yeah, we talked maybe about that on the Dramothra. So like, okay. Yeah, the Dramothra episode. I don't know. Like, maybe there's a deeper. Sometimes the development team has an explanation, like that they know of why they chose or designed a thing a certain way, but it isn't necessarily stated in any of the quest lines or the the books you right. read or whatever. Um, so yes. So so it was just kind of worth like noting that that's the the only version that I can think of that's got a Dramothra related version is very specifically tied into 
Lorcage and the trial that you go through with that type of thing, right? As opposed to you, I I can't think of an. I mean, I could be wrong. Maybe I'm just not remembering one. But like, even in that photo, that is very specifically Rakat. So it's like, yeah, I'm not sure yeah. there's any other examples of that. Right. It may be the only one that looks like that. But yeah, right, right, it, right. it very much is specifically a Dramothra style or yeah, right. Dramothrud creature oh a dramothrid it's been dramothrid uh we have the blood twilight one here it's all glowy and red looking yep yeah it's a holographic um you can kind of just see through it it literally looks translucent and liquidy like it's made of blood um yeah yeah you experience a bunch of those in uh the castle thorn dungeon Mm -hmm. in elder scrolls online once again you know that's where those are from yep uh, the animus of a grievous twilight looking all transparent and um uh kind of kind of glowy kind of ghost-like yeah Um, there's that one this is the teleporting mist it's just a big blob of (laughs) black smoke (laughs) and the uh, the concept art they even have the concept art here which looks really cool the concept art is actually really awesome scary looking Um, demon thing with like big old wings Absolutely. I was going to say, I definitely recommend uh, checking out at bare minimum the UESP just for like a still frame of it type of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So cool stuff. Um, uh, for the most part, that's the details we have on these. They're kind of these big summoned monsters that just yeah. act like bosses in some of the dungeons or whatever, or, or just yeah, the guardians, so to speak, for yeah. whatever reason. Yeah. Big old, big old minions. So those are the Grievous Twilight. Let's move on to our second one for today. The harvester harvesters are intelligent four-armed daedra who primarily serve guess who that's right molek ball oh my god i was trying to think of all the varieties <laughs> of people that we could say that it relates to or my oh no nope. molek ball, ball. notice the trend <laughs> yep yep uh their duty among his servants is to preside over sacrifices or the stealing of souls they are known to feed on souls and magicka they act alone and care little for concepts such as societal rank unlike the dramora so they don't work like a civilized group of daedra like the some of the more intelligent ones like dramora but right. they are still intelligent yeah uh, harvesters have a torso of a woman and the body of a serpent so we got this kind of serpentine almost medusa like thing going on i was on about with to them. say very very medusa like um image a little less actual like physically snake-like because they're not green they, they definitely have the molag ball cold harbor hue to them yeah yeah um and we'll show some pictures in a little bit yep. uh it goes on it says they have piercing blue eyes just like their master oh his beautiful piercing Aww. blue eyes <laughs> barbed in his image created in his image <laughs> barbed gauntlets adorn their waist matching their harsh spikes running down their backs and their frilled crown of horns atop their heads dark plates of ebony are fused to their skin kind of like little pieces of armor that are just yeah. part of their bodies though they do have some measure of intelligence their lack of culture or language places them below the Duramora and daedric hierarchy but they don't even care they don't care about that at all um it goes on it says despite having many arms their hands are not as suited for wielding blades as one might think instead harvesters opt to utilize the arts of conjuring and illusion illusion that i should say like that from now on perfect illusion magic Uh, illusion magic illusion they possess the ability to tear a mortal soul straight from its body harvesters i think that's probably why they're called harvesters yeah that would be my guess (laughs) also cannot be comfortable no, not at all. I don't think that feels good in 
anyway uh harvesters feast on mortal vitality using their powerful sorcery said vitality appears in the form of dark orbs that emerge from the victims and gravitate toward the harvesters when broken these orbs will return the victim's strength so there is some hope there uh they have usually they serve molek ball but also hercene mayrin's dagon and sanguine uh so eh, you can see them around a little bit don't get me wrong like i get it it's for gameplay reasons but it is kind of funny just like on the the uh you know sapping the vitality of mortals it's very interesting because again it's designed for gameplay mechanics so this is a little bit of like lore mixed in with a gameplay thing but it's just kind of funny to think about logically so these these things in combat they can tether to you briefly and it kind of like stuns you and these orbs form outside you guys like you know several meters away and they slowly just like go toward the harvester and then it absorbs them and basically takes out like you know it takes your health from the player and gives it to the harvester Mm -hmm. unless you break them and then it goes back to you it just seems so you're saying wait wait so you're saying that they suck a lot yes but very slowly but very slow (laughs) they're pretty sucky (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> sorry go on why why form the herbs so far away so there's a chance for somebody to break them gameplay why, mechanics why set them eight meters away why not literally just be like okay and the orb is in my hand and i've already got it and now i just put it in my mouth done or and whatever just eat it like, just eat it nom, nom, nom. yeah it's just it is funny because obviously it's a gameplay thing you need to have some type of counter to it or whatever but it's just funny to think of as a concept it's like ooh, yeah all right we're gonna take your health we're gonna put it way over there and i'm gonna slowly bring it toward me it's like right Right. Probably should have spent a couple extra uh, points in Magicka to uh, make your your illusion spell. Illusion. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Spun that it's orb like, a little closer by. It's like it's like playing like a modern game where like uh, oh, you're coming across the boss bad guy and he has a gun, but he, instead of like you come through the door and he just opens up fire and he's like, "Hold on a moment, I need to reload while you slowly get closer to me." Yeah. <laughs> it's like why give you the chance? Like, yes, and let's let's yeah. have a discussion about all my evil plans before we. Uh, actually fight each other yeah yeah but mm-hmm. uh, rob asks us a question have we seen harvesters outside of eso i don't believe no, so specifically harvesters only seem to be a creation uh that came out in elder scrolls online yeah um yeah and we've got some pictures yeah. here let's uh, let's talk we've got the uh, black harvester that one looks very happy its mouth is agape and glowing um We've got the uh, Celestial Harvester. This is another one of those ghost-looking ones. We have the Dragonic... Drag- oh, Dagonic. I'm sorry. I was just Dragonic. Dagonic Harvester. Yeah. This is the, one of the red ones moving around oh, in the lava. Oh, that one's wearing like a Dagon skin. Yeah, it looks like... Yeah, it's it looks like straight they, up like the other right. one was wearing a, a Molag Ball skin. This one's got a Dagon skin. All right. Yep, yep. Uh, harvester casting a spell. This is with the like magic glowy hand bits uh the concept art again very cool um some of the concept art is just their con- their art team is so good it, yeah it's very good um and to rob's point of have we seen these outside of eso and the answer being no um it's kind of funny because every now and then and this one specifically i could be totally off base with this but it's just like aesthetically the way it it looks constructed it almost looks like it was how can we create a new creature out of things that have 
partially been in the series because um like they, they, they draw <laughs> daedric legos like they're taking like yes like, like mm. okay so we've got a we've got a we've got a, a dark seducer uh-huh. and and we have like Oh, we have these like serpent things because uh, spoiler alert back in uh, arena, there were just straight up Medusas. Those yeah, were the enemies you yeah. fought. They but then there's less... Lamia, right? Like and Lamia with the Lamia, serpent right. tails. Or... So it's like, yeah. so it seems like it's just like, well, how can we have like a dark version of this? And it's like, instead of just having generic Medusas in the series anymore, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, well, we got Lamias out of Medusas. And it seems like the, the other variant almost maybe it was like, okay, well, what's the Daedric version? Okay, we it in like a harvester yeah we'll give deal, it some so. uh some uh mayburn's dagon arms yep. we'll give it some spiky uh, uh horns on top of his head like so many other danger mm-hmm. already have mm-hmm. we got a uh, lamia tail um and then uh, it can cast weird magic and suck souls like they yeah. other stuff so know? so that's why i feel like this thing formed out of previous games but was <gasps> what if it was a weird like oh my god like a mating experience like weird like oh, oh because oh, it is more like no ball more like balls ball. like you two do it Mm-mm-mm. and then it was like okay you two do it and then like at generations I, of I, that turn into one like of these a pair of dinosaur toys and he's just more like balls just, just like smacking him smashing together. them together and all of a sudden a baby pops out and he's like oh <laughs> different daedra now you do it this one squish squish oh another another <laughs> daedra squish right they just squish yeah, them all together there we go we solved it. that's how daedra had actually formed that's it that's molly ball's process solved that's the worst <laughs> yeah now everybody's taking a break to vomit um so that's the harvester again not much else other than hey this thing useful in dungeons and fun monster to fight against and all of that uh so <laughs> Molly likes to watch says ross in chat this is, Perfect. This is a m-rated Perfect. podcast all of a sudden gross um tell you what why don't we uh we only give that a break and go thank our patrons and we'll be right back this is a Dragonborn, and you are educating yourself to the Elder Scrolls lore cast. All right, here we are in the middle of the show, and we've got some new patrons to welcome. Welcome to Jonathan S. Jonathan, uh, oh, nope, messed that up. <laughs> uh, Aliox? Aliox. Maybe Aliox? I think that's maybe how you pronounce that one. Uh, I would I, not rely on me for any of this. <laughs> I, comma, Wraith, interesting name, and right. um, JB, welcome to the Patreon. Thank you for signing up. And Thanks, we have everybody. to, yeah, we have to shout out our Daedric Princes, uh, Kira C and Sheogorath Sweetroll, who get shout outs every week because they signed up at that tier. And thanks to all 119 of our current patrons. You all make this possible. So thank you very, very much for your support. I hope you are enjoying your ad-free episodes, the t-shirts you get every three months, uh, joining us on patron chats, a bunch of different things that you can get for the different tiers. So head over to patreon.com slash Elder Scrolls Lorecast in order to check out all the different things you can get and sign up in order to help the show. Um, also, Lotus, we have a, a new review that came in. Oh. Uh, oh, wait, we might have read this. Did we read this one before? Um, it's from Lifesa. Do you remember this? I think. Oh, I, yes. Did we read uh, this I, I, last week? I, I, I mean, I just know Life Essa. Oh, you know Life Essa. I, I, don't, I, okay. I don't know. I don't think we read this from They stopped by last my week. stream like a bunch on 
a bunch being like the only times I ever have time to stream. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, well, here, here we go. They are from the greatest of Britons and they wrote, uh, awesome podcast, awesome community. This podcast featuring the two wonderful hosts, Tom and Lotus explores the stories, lore, history, cultures, creativity, and craziness of the elder scrolls. Whether you have a passing interest or a deep obsession, you'll love this podcast and constantly learn new things and gain new perspectives. You'll find a new appreciation for the depth of the lore and the, imaginative breadth of these games fair warning though if you listen to enough episodes you'll want to go play any games in the series you haven't played yet words might be hard but knowledge laughter and friendly people are easy to come by in the Lorecast community that's awesome it's a it's a wonderful review of the show but not just the, the show the awesome community of people who who get together and play these games and join their discord and hang out in the chats and all sorts of stuff so thank you for taking the time to do that. If you would like to get your words on the show, then leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We'll read it out in the future. You can also rate the show on Spotify, whatever other platforms you listen to this on. If they have the ability to do that, you can tell your friends, you can play Skyrim with your mom. Any of that stuff would, maybe not the last one, help us out. So thanks for being here. Let's move on with the rest of the show. You're listening to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast, dear child of cities. That is why the Night Mother loves you. All right, Lotus, you ready for this one? You ready for another another scary guy? This one's a would big. It, this guy's a big boy. Be, would it be a Havocrel? And it, it is a Havocrel. Uh, can we just call him big, big old, big old boy? I just, you could call him Havy. Havy, Havy the big boy. Big boy Havy. Uh, Havakrell are blind giants and ill-tempered Daedric race that serve as mercenaries in their quest to find their purpose. Don't we all? Thus, they <laughs> do not have loyalty to any Daedric prince and instead take up contracts in hopes of gaining something they desire. Some among them carry titles of nobility, such as Duke and Baron. Uh, just like jazz artists, which is kind of cool. Uh, all right. Yeah, sure. Like but Duke Ellington, musically you know, Count well. Basie, yeah, you know. Uh, though it is unknown if they were granted these ranks through their clients, Havocrell are a solitary race that is rarely seen and have no sense of kinship, ultimately resulting in them detesting others of their own kind. So they don't even get along with each other. No. Well, they, can't. they just, yeah. I guess you could they, make a blind joke and say they can't stand the sight of each other but that's not going to be a very good joke so we won't make that joke wow um have a curls height i wish we could go back in the podcast <laughs> and not do that <laughs> oh no uh have a curls height are comparable to that of a frost giant and their blindness is said to be a result of a curse so all of them bear the same curse Despite the lack of vision, these Daedra have no trouble sensing their whereabouts of those near them. Some opt to use headwear of varying intricacy to cover their eyes, though others show no care for such presentation. Um, these are cool. Let's let's look at some of the pictures on these. Uh, you can see here in the first picture, this is one who doesn't worry about head coverings. And they've got like that reddish mayroon's dagon skin thing going on yeah they're a little goofy looking without the head gear 
Yeah, they are a little goofy. I mean, they're just kind of, it's just a big head. They just have like a big regular Well, they're pretty intimidating head. with the headgear is kind of what it was. Because when they were first introduced in Elder Scrolls Online, we saw them with the headgear. Yeah, like this picture um, right here. And it looks like a crown. It's You know what this reminds me of is some of the design work from like the Lord of the Rings movies. Like uh, like one of those like um, I don't know Sauron's crown, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, covering the eyes though with like the spikes that go up. Uh, so yeah, they've got kind of that thing going on. Um, this is a picture of one using blazing shield, and it basically looks like it's just on fire. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna say I feel like that was actually just like a, a cookout gone wrong and trying to save face here but <laughs> right. okay that's fine we'll i think you're gonna say something we'll enlightening shield. like yeah i feel no. like this is from this this dungeon no, where no, you come across this guy it just seems like he literally tripped and like was like oops <laughs> and like, it doesn't look intentional he's like upright and sort of like not like standing at attention but like shocked upright like i'm on fire what have i just done <laughs> kind of hovering so, too like hovering off the yeah, ground yeah so yeah. yeah yeah and then we have um this one some of the the artwork that comes out and he's actually like i don't know lifting or throwing a khajiit in the air and like lashing yes. it with lava that's yep. pretty cool yeah that was uh the uh cover image of I don't remember off the top of my head which patch specifically number it was, mm-hmm. um, but it was a dungeon patch type of thing where we first got uh, to see them. And uh, yeah, they're pretty they're pretty cool enemies for the most part. They're very intimidating. As brought up in chat, they're they're really big um, height wise by comparison to a lot of other things. But yeah, I, I find them to be much more. <laughs> They're a much more intimidating looking thing with the headgear on than just like without, in my opinion. Uh, yeah. And the, some of the mystique the when reds, they don't look like Sauron. That's true. The red skin and them being giants definitely has this like Mayrun's Dagon thing. Yeah, they're, going they're on sort of too. almost a little generic. Like looking. mini Dagons. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah. Less arms. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They just, they're the downgraded version of a Dagon. Um, they're, they're, they're the budget the they're the budget version you get when yeah. you're when you're like oh i want that i want the fast one i want the one we with have all dagon the... at home yeah they're the dagon at home that's what it is <laughs> uh there's some other cool information about them too the the treaties Havacrel, strangers from oblivion which is one of the books uh provided a much needed expansion of knowledge on the reclusive race among the many questions the subject zekus I suppose is how you pronounce that answered was just a glimpse of what his kind may do during their leisure time. Did you ever wonder what Daedra do during their leisure time? You know what I know about Daedra? I certainly don't. <laughs> <laughs> I generally have a sense of it and I'm not interested and, uh, in learning yes. more. Yeah. Uh, well, he described own, owning a palace of frozen magicka that he retreats to in between the jobs he performs for the Daedric princes. Isn't that quaint? Like uh, he goes home. He's like he yeah. goes out of work and then he comes home. Uh, of course, <laughs> done for the day. Yeah, it's done for the day. Card. Going back to my frozen magic palace. Uh, of course. <laughs> now I'm thinking of the movie Frozen. Um, 
<laughs> That's totally a different picture, but super weird. Uh, of course, true to their nature, Havakrel are creatures that seek to gain from bargains, and for the knowledge he provided, he requested that the scholar destroy the summoning circle that bound him, leaving Zakus alone with the summoner who would serve as an unwilling plaything. Makes you wonder how this information ended up in documented in any form after that happened. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I I feel like after time alone with uh, that, especially with the specific part being unwilling, that's a little. Um, <laughs> other than how did they even get this information? Well, it sounds like he summoned one of them and then had a conversation where he told them about his frozen ice palace, but was like, listen, here's the deal. You got to you got to destroy the portal, the summoning circle. And he's like, "Okay," and then did it and was like, all right, let's go. And then just like beat him to death or something. So did he write down the did he like how did that information get out? That's what I mean. Did he write it down, then get beaten to death? Right. Did he get tortured? And this was just his. Oof. wild ravings at the oh. end like oh. Is, uh, oh or was he like right on the verge of death and this is like the one thing he told somebody who came and found it before he I, passed I was away gonna say, was, yeah was he pulverized and this is just let me get a healing potion so he was able to spout out some healing magic for you no don't worry about that I'm too far gone just remember that the havoc will have ice palaces they <laughs> retire to after long days of work <laughs> I'll miss you <laughs> <laughs> and then they die and then like, their soul goes to wherever I'm like all right well um, i guess i might as well write that down because i wasn't i wasn't paying that much attention and it's just like and then boom this is the information we got or imagine if this was like their best remembering of what he was saying and like i was only like 40 percent paying attention because i was trying not to make sure that i was going to get jumped by said have a krill. right so i think right. he said this and this is partly not true or Maybe. something. Yeah. Also, if there's no more summoning circle and this guy like lives in one of the cities, then the Havercule just like beats him to death, opens the front door and just starts wandering around. Yeah, I, just, just, yeah, I assume he just went to the local pub. He just, he just, he's like, oh, I'm going to drink. Yeah, <laughs> he goes like, to the pub. It's just, <laughs> oh, I'm searching man. for a new ice castle. <laughs> I mean, if we've learned anything from games like Skyrim, this is in some secluded dungeon somewhere where this guy was doing things that he didn't want anyone else to see. And then now this creature is like, living in of, that cave or something. Maybe. But the amount of times that I have been arbitrarily jumped in some of the classic games from things that make no logical sense anyways. Like I, again, I left a tavern once and a flame astronaut came out and just attacked me yeah, in so the middle of town. Maybe, I'm like, might've been the same kind of thing. With all this. Yeah. So may, maybe he just hasn't found his most recent victim. Maybe there's just a bunch of really dumb mages out there that are just summoning these things, trying to do interviews, getting killed. And now they just wander around Nern. I feel like that's almost certainly what happens at least some of the time. Or at least around Tamriel. Um, yeah, maybe. Maybe that's a thing. So that's the Havocril. Again, another one of these big monsters that shows up in, in the dungeons or wherever and you fight them and that's kind of kind of their thing. Uh, not a whole lot of other detail. One of the things I do like about the fact that we have so much diversity in these kinds of creatures because of ESO is seeing if they get incorporated in the next big Elder Scrolls game. Yes. Like, are they going to carry on? Because some of these creatures that we've discussed, both in Elder Scrolls Online, because there's just so many and they're constantly being added and stuff like that, the breadth of it is a little more involved. 
But we've seen either, and we mention it all the time, sometimes we see variations of them from game to game when, mm-hmm. they ca- when they're kind of like consistent. Sometimes they're dropped entirely from the series. Sometimes they're just in specific games, but not in other games. Like, so it it's kind of weird. It's almost just like this bestiary just gets filled out and is available. It'll be curious because ESO being the most long, well, the longest one getting perpetually added content and with the most content at this point there's more eso content than any single other game sure so it's like are we going to see that kind of spill out going forward into elder scrolls 6 or i think we just got that that castles game type of thing which doesn't seem i I haven't played it yet because it's not on my (laughs) platform but Uh i can't imagine there's going to be a lot of deep lore in that um but you know are these creatures going to expand out because it's I find it fascinating how much things either evolve or change throughout the series where it's just like, you know, when I tell people clan fears used to talk when we talked about them and mm-hmm. it's like, that's just a weird feature that it's was just weird. dropped. That's just, just not weird. a thing anymore. So, yeah, that's true. All right. So an, a weird feature. Let's talk about our final danger creature. This one is called the Hellhound, and it only appears in arena. This is one of the creatures Sure does. Only in Arena, the first game in the series, doesn't come back, is similar to like a nightmare animal, but is specifically called a hellhound. And it is a demonic canine from the Nether Plains. This is Arena, so they weren't saying Oblivion yet, and they weren't saying Daedra. It's Mm -hmm. a demonic Nether Plains, uh, usually summoned by some powerful being to perform a service, just like many other Daedra. They can attack with their powerful jaws, or fire breath. Wonderful. They can be found near lava. Despite superficial similarities, they bear no relation to nightmare animals. See also Death Hound and Doom Wolf. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so just a spooky good boys, as uh, Outlander Frog says in chat. And yes. check, check this out. Look, look at that. Pretty much. Look at that. All of uh, 126 by 84 pixels. Uh, wow gif. i was gonna make a joke about it being 200 pixels uh, it's not even not even 200 i mean i guess if you multiply the two I together mean, but no one side but i yeah. was not yeah i was gonna say yeah yep um, um eight, it's eight kilobytes in size this this perfect. file i bet um, did, did you remember playing arena or you know how those old games in like the 80s and 90s came on floppy disks and then eventually yes. on cds and arena was old enough that i bet it was released both on cd and then on like 12 floppies or something you are correct i have the floppy <laughs> disks over there as well as the cd version um so the floppy disks were in the original launch um yeah. and then you got an upgraded version for the deluxe edition which came out a little afterwards that was a cd version Right. And so had speaky bits for the FMVs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For your sound blaster. So yes, you can play actual sound blaster. Yes. Yeah. Um, do you, so that was, do you know that how many floppies are in there? Roughly? I believe it was eight. Eight. Okay. Yeah. That tracks. It was six or eight. It was a decent little chunk of them. I, right. I, yeah. I don't know offhand, but I, I think it was six or eight um, floppies. Yeah. Yeah. So each one of those floppy disks could hold a, a total of 144 megabytes, if I remember correctly. So that means. If that was eight floppies that were at like 10, what it was 144, so that would be a thousand megabytes total. So this little GIF is eight kilobytes and it's, it's still a significant percentage of that total amount. Man, oh my God, that's so crazy. 
Games. <laughs> so, but anyway, back to Hellhounds. There's not a whole lot else to say other than they show up. They're spooky looking no, dogs. and they're yeah, they're like red super eyes. just generic, like all black, all black evil wolf. Uh, in arena specifically, referring to those ones and not like the weird variants that you know, doom wolves and stuff like that. Um, the, I. <laughs> Yeah, Doom Wolves look very similar. Like you can get mounts they and do. stuff. You can see like the little pups in ESO. They're but they're like regular wolves. They they look they're like actual wolves, right? Like right. they're animals. They just happen to have black fur and red glowy eyes. Uh, the Hellhound is almost more like a demonic. Uh, it's um, it's totally black. <laughs> like it's almost like a ghost. Yes, sort of thing. Um, and then the the death hounds are different because they if you think about Skyrim like they, they show up in Skyrim with like the vampires would have them remember that and yes. they've got like crazy looking lots of teeth they almost don't even look like dogs anymore so it's all slightly different from each other yeah they are and honestly the only real reason they were such a threat um, in arena is when they they mentioned the little like flame breath thing in that game they would basically just machine gun you with fire spells like fire like fireballs it would just like chain gun at you and their lives revolved around literally sitting behind a door waiting for you to open it or another adventure and that's it. They just stare at that door for their moment in life, and there's nothing else. <laughs> this is my so, Cerberus moment. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So they were um, they were actually kind of annoying because I had very low uh, Magicka resistance. But um, yeah, um, they also um, I, I guess for the time doesn't really matter. But they they're they're very dumb because they could be <laughs> too close to their own fireballs, and it would blow them up too. Uh, they can inflict self damage with it. <laughs> That's great. So, uh, That's great. Yeah. So that was uh, how I usually tried to take them down: was using my face to block all the damage and let them <laughs> blow up on their own. I'm gonna get hit anyway. Might as well let them blow themselves. Yeah. Up. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's Hellhounds. So that's uh that's the last of our Daedric creatures for this episode. This episode went fast. It's a, a little bit shorter. Yeah, I'm actually surprised this one kind of went fast. I mean, I guess none yeah. of them were super involved, but um yeah i was gonna say each one had a little bit of information to them yeah yeah so some cool stuff we still have a bunch more danger creatures to get through on future episodes and we'll be digging more into these in future weeks so keep coming back we're gonna eventually get through all of the ones that are listed yeah well, well i i would say all the notable ones but every now and then we're tossing in kind of like a yeah. hey this exists right. honestly the hellhound is kind of like a hey this exists <laughs> I think that's fun, though, because a lot of people haven't played Arena, you know, and just be well, like, yeah, well, here's sure. one that it's only real... shows up here and it, they didn't right, bring right, it back right. anywhere else. Yep. Yeah. So that's I think that's a lot of fun. But uh, thank you for joining us, everybody. And uh, we'll be back next week with another another Deja Creature episodes for Spooptober. Stay safe out there. Lotus, you got anything else going on you want to share? Um, no, I've just been very, very busy. Uh, we are hoping to do an episode of Tales very soon for everybody because uh, we kind of like had two weeks and then we like recorded two in a week and then <laughs> and now we're on, like a week and a half. Uh, but there has been some news, uh, not to like deluge people with it here because this isn't really a news show, but um, we, you know, we'd mentioned briefly that there is a new phone game currently in early access called The Elder Scrolls Castles. Um, which looks fine. 
Uh, yeah, it seems it seems fine. It's like a Fallout it, Shelter kind of game. We talked yeah, a little bit about I it like on the Fallout, last episode. Right, yeah. and it's like that. So, yeah, you know, um, cool. curious as that gets fleshed out to a full launch, what, what we'll have there. Um, and, uh, yeah, there have just been some, you know, minor things but nothing too too major as we prepare for elder scrolls uh online's next uh patch coming up so yeah and necrom's been on sale for like half off lately yes because there is an event going on in elder scrolls online right now really close like like yeah i think it was like 96 percent yeah within just a few percentage points of of, and if if you help out or i guess everybody who owns necrom yes everybody who owns necrom uh, will get it as long as you've logged in at least once. Um, and there's some and cool the final, rewards. There's like, yes. So there's a pet, there's uh, a house. Uh, the house oh is boy. like the big one at the end. The it's like an outfit, a pet, and then, and well, then the a outfit. house. That's the yeah. other one. Yeah. And then on top of that, by turning in this quest that is repeatable in game currently, um, you are picking which, bonus gift you would like whether it's a housing furnishing of this uh eerie tome thing or if you want to get a music box for your house and right now the tome is winning by a lot uh yeah. so so cool stuff if you play eso lots of lots of things to do there as usual well, it might be body markings actually yeah it, it, whatever i'm very bad frog, cosmetic so. stuff yeah yeah. So, uh, yeah. So but, cool stuff. I, I yep. actually have been so busy with other games this summer that I haven't finished Necrom yet. So I need to go back and play some more Necrom. Uh, so maybe we'll be doing that sometime in the future. Also, uh, thank you for the raid, Odin. <laughs> Odin yes, thank, you. Stream. thank you to okay. everybody who hangs out in the Twitch chat, twitch.tv slash robots radio for these episodes. Most of the time, almost all the time it's at 9 PM Eastern on Thursdays, uh, 6 PM Eastern on, uh, Pacific time time zones are weird uh and uh anything else going on lotus no that's pretty much it um just kind of just busy busy uh very soon at least but i don't really have the ability to go too much into it yet so i hate doing weird teases but stay tuned um we're starting to prepare for the yearly extra life marathon um so that will be coming up um i've been talking to people over at Bethesda and Zoss and the unofficial Elder Scrolls pages as we will be kind of getting prizes ready and stuff for when we hit uh, milestones for the charity. Um, but yeah, that's that's oof, getting close to the end of the year when I try to do one of those. It will most likely be in December this year, but more details on the horizon as it's a great cause and, um, you know, we always a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a, it's always a lot of fun. And I play some of the weirder games based on people's mm-hmm. preferences and then you suffer the because we donate money for a good cause and then we, we all enjoy the suffering yes last year i ruined my eso character for quite <laughs> some time yes he did um yeah, yeah but it too, was worth it <laughs> we'll, we'll share more as that gets closer that's uh, that's always cool and it's, it's always a wonderful cause so uh yeah stay tuned for some of that stuff uh if you are interested in finding more contents then of course i've got other shows if you're into other bethesda games the starfield lorecast the fallout lorecast if you like lord of the rings the lord of the rings lorecast i do lots of fun stuff all of it at robotsradio.net and there are a bunch of other hosts with their own shows so you can check out a whole bunch of content over there thanks again for tuning in everybody we'll be back next week and until next week i guess stay safe out there and don't summon a daedra into your place and then make a deal with them to remove the freaking portal terrible idea we'll see you next time not the best (laughs) Bye, bye everyone see ya 
Thanks for joining us. We'd love to hear from you. You can reach me on Twitter at robots underscore radio or Lotus of Doom at Lotus of Doom. Also, you can join us on the Robots Radio Discord channel. You can easily just search Robots Radio Discord on Google or check the description underneath the podcast. Also, this podcast is recorded live every week on Thursday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on the Robots Radio channels on Twitch, YouTube, and on Facebook. So just search Robots Radio on any of those platforms. Come join us. We'd love to chat with you while we record the show or before or after. Either way, just come hang out with us. And if you're looking for more information about my shows and the shows on the Robots Radio Network, go to robotsradio.net for all the information about all the shows on the network, including the Robots Radio Rocket Club, where I help both new and existing podcasters to grow their shows, build their audiences, and create the best podcast they possibly can. All of that at robotsradio.net. We'll see you next time. 